We have a mantra or affirmation that we've been saying to ourselves for some time now. It may even have been a mantra that we got from Kaylin Asher. It goes something like this. I have time for all of my priorities. I have time for all of my priorities. I have time for all of my priorities. Yes, it's a juicy one and one that we often say to ourselves when we are feeling a bit overwhelmed, but I think it's even more important to say it on the good days, that assurance that, yes, we do have time for all of our priorities, especially when we've got quite a lot going on in business and in life. So we're diving into this topic today, Francesca. Are you excited? I am very excited. This is such a great thought to continue to practice, and it does take a lot of intentionality and design. So we're really excited to dive into this today. If you're a solo business owner, you know there can be days when you want to give up and choose an easier path than the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. It's moments like these that I call my biz bestie, and we ride the roller coaster together. I'm Shelly, a copywriter and homeschooling mom in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I'm Francesca, a life coach and community manager in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the US. We're two biz besties on opposite sides of the world, running our own independent businesses together. And we'd love to invite you into our biz bestie conversations as we share everything we're learning about running an independent business online. Carry on the conversation we start today in our online community at community.simplybizbesties.com. And for show notes, you can go to simplybizbesties.com. We can't wait to see you in the community. And now let's dive into today's topic. So we had such fun talking about this particular topic, how to have time for all of your priorities, that we ended up saying far too much for one episode, and we've decided to split it up into a part one and a part two. So today we are going to be talking about part one, and we're really going to be diving into this mantra that we love so much. I have time for all my priorities. So what we're going to do in today's podcast is we're going to break this mantra down word by word. We're going to go a bit out of order because I've written out this outline and I'm a rebel. So we're going to do it in the wrong way around. So we're going to start at the very end, the word priorities. We're going to just talk prioritization. And this is where Francesca is going to to dive in and tell us about prioritization. Because as a life coach, Francesca, people are going to come to you and they are struggling with their priorities and actually placing their priorities. So how do you handle it when somebody comes to you and needs help with prioritization? So what I love to start off with is always an assessment. And this is looking at what are we currently doing in our lives? So let's take a schedule, for example. We're going to be looking at how are you spending your time? What activities are you doing? What projects are you working on? And we're just getting a really clear picture of what the reality is now. In addition, we spend some time dreaming and we get really clear on your vision of what you want, which is a really exciting piece because it's always possible to get to that bigger vision that you have for your life. So we do a little bit of evaluation and we start to see here's where your priorities 
are not lining up with the current schedule that you have. So we look at, okay, what are your priorities and are there things on your priority list that shouldn't be there? Are there things in your schedule that aren't supporting your priorities? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tools is the Eisenhower Matrix. And in the Eisenhower Matrix, it has four quadrants. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. It breaks things up into urgent, not urgent, important, and not important. So these are the things that you can start deciding oh, this is something that is like, I need to do it right now. This is something that I don't need to do right now, but it is really important for my bigger vision, my bigger priorities. Mm-hmm. So you're going to plan time out for that in your schedule. You're going to have pockets so that it feels really good. And I'm getting a little bit into the next step, which is the design phase. And so when I'm talking about deciding ahead of time, oh, I have this project that's a big priority. So I'm going to create the space in my schedule for that first. Maybe to summarize that up briefly, we're talking about having an assessment, what's going on right now in your schedule, and then we're cleaning things up. What is not aligned with your priorities? And then we're designing your schedule so it works for you, your personality, who you are, your business goals, your dreams, and your big vision. Great. So it all started that that dreaming of like what you actually want and where you where you're at right now and like where you actually want to be. I, I love that. That's that sounds sounds really cool. And I think just aligning those priorities and getting really clear on those priorities. Because that's what's going to get you to that big vision that you've got. What I also find so interesting about that mantra is the idea of all my priorities. I have time for all my priorities. But it's, it's all my priorities and not all the things. And I'm not trying to do it all. So it's not I have time to do it all. I don't have time to do all the things. I have time for all my priorities. And I love that because it like puts priorities on a pedestal it's like if they hit this list of priorities then they they really need to deserve their place there because you're going to have time to do all of those things but they have to be the important things they have to be the things that are going to to get you to that vision and I'm also really challenged by that idea of just zeroing down or or coming down to a single priority like that maybe underlies all of your priorities. I've been reading a book uh, that I, I've recommended to you uh, called, and that you, I know you're reading that as well, called Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. He did Profit First. Many people will know him for that. And Clockwork is, is almost taking the Profit First ideas and applying it to your time. So Profit First is managing your money and Clockwork is managing your time. And he talks about having your queen bee role. And just like in a hive of bees, the queen bee is the most important role. That role, she lays the eggs. And so she is responsible for the survival of that that hive. So every bee in that hive protects the queen bee role. That's that one main priority of the business in this case. It's of the hive in the analogy. But I think it's so important almost in our lives to go and look, what is our queen bee role? The thing that like we can't take away. And then in our businesses, what is the queen bee role? That if you were to take that away, you wouldn't have a business. I really recommend to our listeners to go and get hold of a copy of that book and read it because it takes you through a really nice exercise to 
uncover your queen bee role. And I think that's so important with prioritization because then everything you do in your company and as you, you know, also hire staff and build the company, build the business, everyone there, the number one thing is to protect the queen bee role. And it's not necessarily the CEO. It's not a person. It's a role but that's prioritized. I'm interested to hear what you think of that word all in the context of the mantra, Francesca. Like, I think I've sometimes had trouble believing it. I'm like, do I, like I've got so many things I want to do, so many priorities. Do I really have time for all of these priorities? <laughs> yes, I love the word all in this mantra. So many of us love, we've talked about this before, doing all of the things. And so I love how you're distinguishing, like this is not doing everything possible. Mm -hmm. This is doing the things that are really important to you and to the growth of your business. What I love about all is it just feels so nourishing and full and it gets us away from the scarcity mindset that we can sometimes have and gets us like connected to the fact that we really can accomplish all of our priorities. We can. And yeah, there's something about that that just feels so good when we're able to, to lean back into it, to receive. It's possible for me to accomplish all of my priorities. I think what helps me to let go of all of the things as someone who's creative and loves to have her hand in a lot of different things, because I was very resistant to this in the beginning. And so much credit goes to my husband because he has taught me so much about really narrowing down. But I've, I've learned to fall in love with it because it's so much more satisfying when you accomplish all of your priorities that are so aligned with you because you chose them. It's like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's the best thing ever. Knocking it out of the park. It's yeah, it is. Versus trying to do all the things and you're scattered and you might feel overwhelmed or you're frustrated that you haven't completed things. Yeah. And like you've put things on that to-do list, like which didn't belong there. And then while you actually have like maybe had a really great day or week or month, you, you stand there going, oh, all the things I didn't do. <laughs> I also love this idea of prioritizing and then doing all of them. It's like getting a hundred percent. It feels so good. <laughs> I think for all the high achievers out there, but it's like, you know, like set yourself up for success. Those priorities, as I said earlier, like they need to deserve their place there. I'm sure you'll agree that it's impossible to run your life without technology, especially if you're a passionate and ambitious business owner. But if you're starting to notice that your phone, your email inbox, and your apps are causing you frustration and anxiety instead of making you more productive, then it's time to tame your tech. We now know that technology has the power to rewire our brains, and I've seen how a detrimental relationship with tech can be a huge obstacle in living a beautiful life. That's why I created the Mindful Tech Masterclass, a one-hour training session that dives deep into the myths about email and tech, why tech is causing us so much anxiety, and how to change your thoughts around tech so that you're in control. I'll also show you how to use mindfulness practices to consistently make mindful tech 
part of your everyday life. In fact, there's a bonus guided visualization audio, mindful tech affirmation cards, and a printable worksheet that you can use for some pen and paper journaling free from your screen. Go to mindfultech.francescawaltanski.com or check the link in the show notes to sign up. You'll be ready to move forward into your beautiful life where your tech works for you, not against you. All right. So spoken priorities. Now I'd love to pivot onto the word time because like we're obviously touching on that now. In the mantra, we say, I have time. Talk to me about that. Like this, like I have time. So we've talked about this a little bit in our own conversations, but there's this idea of being given time. We're receiving it. And now we're sitting like it's Christmas day and we have this box that's a gift. Time is a gift. And this is a mindset shift that many of us have to practice because we often think as time is very linear and it's limited. And once we open the gift, it's going to be gone. Right. And so this creates pressure and urgency in our schedules And, you know, it's just, it creates a lot of overwhelm, but this idea of receiving this gift helps to create a subtle shift that is very powerful. Do you have any other thoughts on that, Shelly? Yes. I love this idea of, of seeing it in the positive lights, of seeing this abundance that you receive in this abundance of time. I also like that idea of like, it's there for the taking and it's been given to you. And now it's just your way to decide How are you going to spend that time? How are you going to actually use that gift? So maybe we can apply your same process here that we applied with the priorities, Francesca, of like assessing time and then cleaning it up and then moving forward and designing a new idea of time. I know you mentioned designing a new schedule and that kind of thing. How does that come into your process for doing this process with time? Yeah, so my process with time is, again, we're starting with assessment. So we're taking a look at what are the things that you're currently doing? How are you spending your time? Where are the time sucks? So uh, these might be tasks that are taking you longer than you want them to take. Hmm, um, yes. And like, is this going back to reflecting your priorities? Uh, Are there things that you're spending your time on that maybe you don't have to and somehow, you know, they showed up or maybe your priorities have shifted. And so you're spending your time doing an activity that's just not relevant anymore. Easy to happen. Yeah. It's so easy. Like sometimes we don't always realize when our vision or our dreams change Mm -hmm. because it can happen very gradually. So I love taking the time to assess things, to realize oh, that's something that I can let go of. And then you're like, oh, that, that frees up, mm. that frees up time for, for more of my vision. Would you recommend time tracking in this, in this assessment process? Yes, I definitely would. And I know that is like really unsexy and it's not <laughs> fun. Something that I have done recently because I know that a lot of people talk about just like carrying a notebook around you wherever you go. And even like when you're on the toilet, writing it down, (laughs) 
which can be really hard, right? Especially if you're trying to do it for a week or two. Another way that you can do this, it's not going to be as accurate, but sometimes it's just better done than not is to say, take something like if you're using Google Calendar, whatever calendar system you're using, especially if you're on the computer a lot, it can be a little bit easier to just put in, hey, here's what I just did. And make sure you color code it as different than what your actual calendar is so that you can see if there was anything different from what you planned on versus what you actually did. Oh, that's an awesome idea. I like that idea. Because then you can actually see that comparison of like, what am I intending to do? But then what is actually happening? Exactly. And we want to bring a lot of self-compassion here and just take a step back and look at it as an observer. We're not judging ourselves for having time on our calendar for a certain activity. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe it was... Uh, an art project that you wanted to do every week and and you just haven't been doing it. And instead you've been spending time with your children. Okay. Like this might be a sign to you that because you're gravitating somewhere else that your priorities are actually different. And so in this analysis phase and the cleanup phase, I just really want to encourage you don't judge yourself for the way things just observe them. Don't even try and change them right now. Just observe and it will give you lots of really good information. I like that. Then would we move into that cleanup phase of actually then going to like, you know, take things out of the schedule and remove and clean up like and maybe amend our ideal calendar and that kind of thing. Is that where those kinds of things belong? But what I'm hearing from you is like, don't rush to that too quickly. Uh, First observe, first assess, first just see what's happening because yeah, you, you're so right. A lot of these things that are on the to-do list and are even on the calendar, they're just not getting done. And it's like, oh, but what does that say about that? Is that actually then maybe a sign that that's no longer a priority for you? And that's okay. Let's just take it off. But yeah, that comes now in this, this cleanup phase. Yeah, I love looking at that. And also, you know, sometimes it is your priority and you're just ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And in those times, it's usually a mindset piece. And so this is part of the cleanup phase as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are the mindsets that are holding you back? Because we can look at the strategy behind time all day long and productivity tools and all of that. But if your brain is a mess mm-hmm. and you're constantly thinking, I don't have time, well, it's going to show up where your schedule reflects that. Mm -hmm. And so again, a lot of care and and love to yourself because there's always a reason that we have mindsets. Sometimes it's ways to protect ourselves. But I think, as you say, that it's important to have that self-compassion and just that curiosity of like, oh, let's just see. Let's just see what's happening here. Because I think if we start getting defensive of like, oh, no, you know, like have this victim mentality or anything like that, then we can't actually make those breakthroughs and change the way we we actually manage our time. Yeah. And then the design piece of like designing your time, what happens there? What are some of the things that we could design into our time. Yeah. Well, I want to go back for just a moment. You were talking about when you're defensive. I think it's just a normal reaction, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't want to acknowledge that our schedules aren't actually aligned with our priorities. It's really hard to yeah. see, but 
if we're able to welcome whatever emotions come up, even if it's shame or guilt or frustration, then we're able to see clearly when we're looking at the analysis part and we can make very clear decisions when we're in the cleanup phase. And then we get to the design phase, which is so good. I love design. Just, it's just my favorite thing. And this is where we have already assessed, you know, what your, what your time is, what your priorities are. And there may be some personality parts that we've looked at too. And so we're now designing an ideal weekly calendar for you. And I love the idea of a model calendar. And sometimes it's too big of a jump to just totally like re-engineer your entire schedule. (laughs) So my favorite thing to do is just to take baby steps. If we're thinking about, let's just say like redesigning a room, there's steps where we chunk it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so after we, you know, create the vision, we've cleared everything out. One of the first steps is like, we might decide the color of the wall, right? And we start there and then we paint the wall and we're like, oh my word, what a difference that made. Like we haven't even picked out furniture or anything, but just the color of the wall made a huge difference. I I would totally start with the scatter cushions though. I wouldn't start with the paint. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you say that, Julie, because this is a point that I really want to drive home. Like Mm. your schedule is for you. Mm. It's not for anyone else. If you have a family, it's going to be for your family. Also, hopefully you each have some time for yourself as well. That's individual. I love that design is like start with something small and like start with a quick win of like wake up in the morning and go and listen to music for 10 minutes, you know, like just for yourself. Like if that's a priority tonight, have more me time. You know, maybe that's a place where you could do it. And, and I, I can see why you love this part of design because this is where we just adding in and adding this richness and then reflecting the priorities in the way you manage time. And I, I like also the idea of, you know, the ideal calendar is so great, but I think it is sometimes when you don't match up to it every week after week, then there can be those feelings of shame that could come up. And so maybe even just scheduling little bits of time for maybe something specific, like taking one priority, like maybe it's to write more blog posts and that you want to write one blog post a month or something like that. And it's like, okay, let me go and schedule in blog post time like once a week or something like that. And that's it. And that's maybe all you schedule in. Or maybe it's self-care. I think it's another nice, quick win that really yields great results of like every day, maybe at this time, or maybe it's every second day or something like that, that feels more manageable. And as you say, it feels more aligned with you and your life and your family and schedule it in. It's, it's actually, yeah, it is so fun. But maybe starting one activity at a time, I can see that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And well, the other reason that I love this so much is if you do a total re-engineer your schedule, it just might be too much too fast that you're not able to adjust to it. Mm. But if you do it one at a time, then you build those routines mm. and those habits in that it's like doing a lifestyle change instead of a fad diet. And if that's like, if that even feels too much, because I know all of us have times in our life where that just seems like a big ass, then another way you can design your time is to say, well, if I'm doing this activity, then I'm going to do that. So if I'm in the car driving, right, maybe you're a mom and you are driving your kids to different activities, you're always going to, you know, put on music that's 
just like fills your soul. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a very simple way that you can design your time that is unique to you and to you building this muscle of living in your priorities on, uh, you know, like just as your normal. I like that of like time that's already there. And then you're like, Oh, I can allocate it to a priority. And it doesn't matter that it's also just five minutes or something like that. It's like, you can actually use that time for a priority. I love that idea. And, and it's, it's something that you're doing. So there's like that anchor point of the day, like, Oh, I'm in the car. Okay. This is music time. And this is filling my soul. And it's also so intentional. So then it is like, Oh yes, this is, this is actually filling my soul. And it's not just like, Oh, default to like put on talk radio or something like that and get depressed. <laughs> it's like using that time, that gift that you were given that five minutes in the car for a priority rather than a default. I love it. That's those small ways that we can create flow and ease now. We don't have to wait until we have the perfect schedule to experience it, which I think is really good news. Talking about that, I know, Shelly, that you wrote a time stewardship vision some time ago. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. Oh, my time stewardship vision has been wonderful. And like, Actually, I, I like sort of forgot about it for a while, but I, I brought it up again and printed it out for this podcast episode. So it was part of an exercise that I did in a course called The Art of Efficiency with Ashlyn Carter. So we'll link to that in the show notes. But my time stewardship vision was so great around cleaning up my mindsets around time, as you mentioned. I'm going to read it to you because I think it really is so good. And it's just like really helped me um, just get back in touch with knowing that the, I've got, I've got this gift of time. I've been given this gift of time and now I'm going to steward it. I'm going to steward it wisely. So it goes like this. I have enough hours in the day to do all the things that are important to me, my business and my family. If I'm fully present in one task or activity at a time, I will be able to achieve my goals, support and enjoy my family and live a happy life. I know that if I commit time to planning and doing the boring stuff, then I will have more time and space to do the creative and fun stuff. I have to tell myself stuff like this. And it's so true. And I have so many people around me who are rooting for me and who want to help me. I'm going to accept their help and offer help with tasks that are in my zone of genius. I'm letting go of perfectionism and stepping into a rhythm of work that brings out my best. It's so good. And I may have stolen this from Shelly at times. <laughs> I want to give you guys a little tip. And I know some of you might be familiar with affirmations. And I, I do like them. I don't always feel like they're used in a way that will serve you, but here's how I've seen it serve me in my life and those around me is taking something like this. And I don't know if you're willing to share this, Shelly, <laughs> but taking something like this and writing it out and then speaking it into existence every single day. It is one way that we can rewire our brain because we have those default things, right? That kind of take us back and we start thinking, oh, I don't have time. And this scheduling stuff is really boring and I don't want to do it. I just want to do this fun stuff. <laughs> and no one is really responding to my business and I just feel really alone. Like these are normal feelings, but they can also become like a tape that plays over and over and over and over in our heads and we never get out of it. 
taking something like this where we're speaking it because we can't overcome thoughts with thoughts. We need to speak it with our mouth to start changing our brain and to the point that we start believing it. And then we start living it, which is so powerful. Absolutely. I think this kind of stuff does bear repeating. And I like that idea of actually speaking it out. Uh, You know, we might feel a little bit weird about doing that, but it's, I agree that it's so powerful. Even just reading this out now, it just makes the words even more powerful. And it's like, yes, I can do this. This is totally possible. What I, what I also just want to lash onto what you're saying here now is that we have these, these sort of doubts and and thoughts that come into our heads, but in, in our original mantra, It's, I have time for all my priorities. And I think that's really important to go, it's me, I have the time. I've been given this time and they're for all my priorities. I'm in the driver's seat here. And, you know, when these voices of doubt come up, to know that I can actually change those thoughts. I can design new thoughts. I can have these these other affirmations that I say to myself, I just love the idea of taking ownership that I've been given this time. It's not somebody else who's been given this time and it's for all my priorities. I get to decide what the priorities are as well. So I don't know what you think about that. Um, And if that's something that's jumped out to you, Francesca. Yeah, I think it's, it's really cool to distinguish because this is another thing that we've talked about together is that sometimes in our busy world, in a place where we have so much access to so much information and there are all these online gurus, like we can start getting really pulled into a lot of noise and we start creating from a place of other people's priorities. And it can be so sneaky. And so I love how brilliantly this is placed in there of like, these are my priorities. And this is something that you could also create for your family. Like these are your family's priorities, right? There's an ownership where the whole family takes part of that. They see the vision. You know, so it's something that you can teach your kids even. Like they can be a part of this even when they're younger. And I don't know if you want to speak to that, Shelly, because I have witnessed you do this with your kids and it's just been so beautiful to watch you do that. And, you know, we don't have to wait till we're adults to start practicing this stuff. In fact, it's almost more important to do it as kids and to wire our brains in like in these more positive ways that knowing that they're in a place of abundance. I I know it's, it's, with my kids and with homeschooling in this case, it's, what's really great is in the beginning of the week, we sit down and we, we decide our priorities for the week. Or, well, it's more intentions for the week. And that's kind of what then frames our week and our priority for the week of what we want to learn about. And also I ask them, what do you want to practice this week or work on? And, and we put that write that down. And then I also asked them, how do you want to feel this week? And so we, we've actually got a really nice feelings chart from Big Life Journal, which is really great just to prompt them on some examples of feelings. But like then that little chart, this little April piece of paper, I just write for them because they're little, they're seven and, and four. So I write it down for them and that just frames our week that that's the priority for the week. Yeah, I think that then it just gives us that, that way of managing the time that we have for learning, for discovery. And I think in our homeschooling journey as well, of just 
going, well, what is the most important thing here? <laughs> in school education, there's so, again, like there is actually also a lot of noise, a lot of shoulds, a lot of things that you, you know, should be doing. And like, uh, I mean, I can think of the one example is like, you should be doing robotics and coding. And my husband is a computer programmer. So he's like, you know, thinks that coding, coding is important, but like, he's like, kids just need to be, need to be learning like really good language skills and they need to be learning really good math skills at, you know, the age of our kids. And the programming, that's an application that will come later, you know, like you can do programming for fun, but don't think that that's what's going to actually be preparing them for the future. And we've had parents, other parents asking him like, they're not doing enough robotics at school. Like they're not doing enough programming at school for my grade one child. And my husband's been like, don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> so I think just getting those priorities in line of like, what are we doing this for? What, you know, if school or education is the answer, like what was the question? And, you know, for, for me, like reading and teaching basic math number concepts is the, is the core. And then it's like this desire for learning, this love of learning. And so that's why we sit. What do we want to learn about for the week? And we learn everything. My kids recently, they're, they, they're now fascinated by igneous sedimentary and metamorphic rock. And they walk around the neighborhood and they walk around when we go on holidays to go and, you know, decide. And we have debates. Is this igneous or sedimentary rock? And like, or has it metamorphosized? And it's just so cool. So like, then I'm like, yes, my priority was getting these kids to love learning and yes, I've done it. So yeah, that's, that's, that's like where that shows up for me in, in homeschooling. And, and thanks for that question, because I think that is really important with our kids of like actually going like, what is your why behind this whole thing? And what is the priority? Like if we have a day that just goes bananas, what are the things that we just have to do? And also maybe also if we have a day that goes bananas, knowing that it's okay, because in the month, we achieved our priority and that's, that's cool. So that's cool. I think that's, that's so important. like taking ownership and really like making those priorities your own. What I, what I also just wanted to share on, on this point of I have time for my priorities is like, I have had to like deal with a bit of victim thoughts around like I'm a mom, I work from home and like at home, you know, you get it. Deliveries and interruptions and, you know, the neighbors making a noise and whatever. So I feel like I don't have like this focus time that someone in an office might have. And now I'm homeschooling. And there's this thought that like, I have the least amount of time in the whole wide world. <laughs> like I am such a victim. It's not fair. I have all these like dreams and goals and desires, but I have so little time. And I've, I've really come to see those constraints as a gift. Like the constraints, some of my week is for homeschooling. Some of my week is dedicated to, you know, to other parenting things. Some of my week is for my self-care, some, you know, some of that time. And so I've got limited work hours. And that's actually been really great for my uh, efficiency. I, I don't even want to say productivity because it's not like I try and do, I've, I've actually had to say I'm going to do less, but I'm going to, actually be more efficient at what I do in those hours. Because I mean, I was in a huge trap of thinking that you have 24 hours in the day, Shelly, and each of those can be used for work if you so wish. And yeah, like, of course, motherhood has changed that idea very swiftly. And so it should. We should not be working. I mean, I exaggerate, but like 60 nowadays. And yeah, we should not be working all the time. 
And so I actually have now come to see those constraints as a gift, although I still can look back into this thinking of like, I have so little time. Time is so scarce for me. But it's been fun to go, okay, it's almost a challenge. Okay, how much can I get done in that amount of time work-wise, you know? Let's see how I can get it done in the most efficient way and how can I take things off my plate that don't belong there. It's been quite exciting to design this. I love hearing about how it makes things more fun and I would imagine that you've experienced that with homeschooling as well. Like you talked about you guys setting the priorities of like the big, the big number one priority is that you're learning. And so if you have a quote unquote disastrous day and it doesn't work out or, you know, maybe you only like get an hour of learning, it, it takes that restrictiveness off, that pressure and a lot of the guilt and shame and beating ourselves up and perfectionism that really isn't what we want for thriving life. And so I love, it's like we're switching our focus away from the task and we're switching it to the priority and the priority can encompass many different tasks, right? I feel like it's a more holistic way of looking at things. Yes. That's where we're going to leave it for today. Tune in next week for part two of this episode, how to have time for all of your priorities, where we're going to be diving into how this takes shape in your business and how you can have time for all of your priorities in your business. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope what we've shared has made you feel supported by a whole biz bestie circle. And that you feel like life as a business owner can be a whole lot simpler with the perspective of a biz bestie. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love it if you'd share the Simply Biz Besties show with your biz besties by sending them a link through your podcast player or sending them to simplybizbesties.com. And we'll do a happy dance if you'd leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to reach more biz besties around the world. And just to remind you, the conversation has just begun. So head on over to community.simplybizbesties.com and let us know your thoughts, aha moments, or questions about what we talked about in the show. For show notes, go to simplybizbesties.com. Sending you a sparkling heart emoji and a virtual high five. See you next time. And here's a hug gift from me. Signing off. Simply your biz besties.